The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff, or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio resource for what you need to know to build your financial independence by investing in real estate. The Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati meets tomorrow evening. That is uh, Thursday, as usual. The early meeting tomorrow night is speed networking, where who knows, you might meet your next realtor, your next partner, your next contractor, your next rehabber. There will even be prizes for the best speed networker at the 6 o'clock early meeting. The 7.30 main meeting is a flipping panel. By which I mean it's literally a flipping panel. We'll have local folks who are experts in everything from wholesaling to resaling to assigning lease options at that panel to answer your questions about their fast cash strategies. And all that is leading up to the all-day workshop on Saturday, February the 9th, with Mr. Ron Legrand, who will be coming all the way up here from the warmth of Florida to the cold of Cincinnati to spend the day teaching about strategies that really work in today's market. If you are a Cincinnati RIA member, you can find out more about that meeting at CincinnatiRIA.com. If you're not a Cincinnati RIA member, you can still join us on Saturday. Go to OREAConvention.com. That's O-R-E-I-A Convention.com for the agenda and registration. If you go back into the archives of Real Life Real Estate Investing on iTunes, you'll find that in many of the interviews that we've done here on Real Life Real Estate over the years, you'll hear folks talking about how their original mentor, the person who got them started in real estate investing was Ron Legrand. Uh, I remember Robin Thompson saying that. I remember Kathy Kennebrook talking about Ron in her interview. Well, today we have the man himself, Mr. Ron Legrand, the guru to the gurus. And what we're going to talk about today is something that uh, a lot of a lot of folks have a have a feel that it's important in their lives but they're not always exactly sure why or why they shouldn't feel guilty about it or even how to get it, and that is cash. Joining us from his home in Jacksonville is Ron Legrand. Ron, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Hello there. It's nice to know I'm in the archives. (laughs) You are are in the archives. What are you trying to say? (laughs) And over and over. It's 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 like you listen to the podcasts, and it's like Ron Legrand worship sessions sometimes. It's it's amazing stuff. Um, so when I, when I sent out the email, uh, to today's, uh, for today's radio show, I said, Ron Legrand explains the importance of cash, which, you know, 
folks folks kind of kind of get on a gut level how important cash is and yet when we talk about strategies in real estate that that create that quickly a lot of people kind of turn their nose and say oh that's just a get rich quick scheme you know there's there's kind of like a feeling like i need it but somehow it's wrong to go out and get it and yet knowing that 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 you 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 teach people about a lot of quick craft strategies so so why is that it what what is the philosophy here well first of all anybody who thinks we do anything wrong to go make money in real estate really doesn't understand it or really honestly have a clue what it's all about we don't do anything illegal immoral or unethical in fact we spend our lives helping sellers out of houses and buyers into houses and I've been doing that for about 31 years now, and I've got hundreds of thousands of people doing it all over North America. And they making some of them are making a very good living. Some of them are making seven-figure incomes and turn it into a, a real strong business. But boy, there's never been a better time and a bigger need for our services than right now, when so many people need us. With over 11 million people losing their homes over the past five years, and a whole lot more millions coming down the pike. And then, you know, there's all of those folks that haven't lost their homes. That, in fact, most of the properties that we do now, Vena, they're not even in foreclosure, not even buying on their payments. They just want out. They need debt relief. They need an exit strategy. But, gosh, I don't want anybody to think we have to take advantage of somebody to do this. Truth is, if our listeners don't go out and provide the service to, to create the revenue, somebody else is going to do it. So uh, I say check the attitude, get a little bit of education, and then you realize that uh, the the myths that you hear about real estate just aren't true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and you know the, the the whole idea of oh you know these are all get rich quick things. Okay, it, it ain't that quick. You you gotta you gotta no. <laughs> once you once you learn the strategies and the reasons behind them and how they work and how the paperwork works and all of those sort of things. Yeah, some of these things can easily and commonly generate a check in two weeks to a month. But yeah. you, you can't just, uh, it's not get rich quick in the sense of, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, you know, read a, read a book or listen to a podcast, and then I'm going to run out and do this. There is absolutely, there are absolutely skills you have to acquire in order to do this. And it's, it's a study just like anything else. And I notice people don't get upset when someone says, oh, I went out and bought a car for 500 bucks and sold it the next day for 2500 but if you say i bought a i bought a house for 5000 and sold it for 25000 somehow you know yeah. people can get upset about that ebay wouldn't exist if i couldn't sell something for more than i bought it for <laughs> in fact our economy couldn't exist come to think about it i have a restaurant i'm sure glad i don't sell the food for the same price i buy it for <laughs> exactly that's a bad business plan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now a, a lot of people when they start when they start considering getting into the real estate business and, and you know, more and more people are doing that now because mm-hmm. they're looking at the stock market. They're looking at their other investments. They're saying, I lost half the value of my 401k and I'm 58. How in the world am I going <laughs> to retire? They, they really, they really start by looking at what may be the wrong thing, which is very long-term cash intensive yeah. type investments. They think rentals. I mean, let, let's face yeah. it. That's the, the first thought is I'll, I'll go out and buy some rental properties. Well, they think capital investment first. Mm-hmm. which is totally against everything I've been teaching for 30 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not about investing capital. This is about using real estate as an asset to generate capital, not plow capital into. And, you know, Vina, I think that's probably the first hurdle that most people have to overcome. They think you need money to buy real estate. And you and I both know nothing's further from the truth. And you certainly don't need your credit. 
So if you once you get those two from your head to your heart, and you clearly understand it, then you you take off the brakes and and you can go do as many deals as you want because you don't have to constantly raise money to do them. I mean, there are some deals that you need to raise money for, but frankly, 80% of the deals that I'm currently doing, we don't need money. No money. I mean, none. Zippo. And and I, and I, and I got to tell you, we do 6 to 12 deals a month here in, in my home in Jacksonville. And incidentally, the temperature is about 70 degrees out there right now. Uh, absolutely gorgeous day. Oh, you are going to be I, so I, sad I, when you come I, up I here on you. Saturday. I know. I heard your weather forecast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do. I'll, I'll sacrifice. As long as it's warm inside the hotel, I'm happy. <laughs> but you are getting a Florida boy to come up there. But no problem. My wife's from Springfield. I, I spent 10 years over there, so I get you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we, need to, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, let's, let's talk about the right order in which people ought to be thinking about doing their real estate investing as opposed to jumping into just the traditional thing they've heard about, which is rental properties. If you have a question for Ron Legrand, give us a call toll-free at 877-772-9658 or send an email to askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Ron Legrand. And if you have questions for the godfather of real estate, 877-772-9658, or send an email to askvina at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-V like in Victor, E-N-A at gmail.com. Now, Ron, I I know that, that, that you run into folks all the time who jumped into high capital investment type long-term investments mm-hmm. without having first done things like oh pay off their credit cards and um, get get their get their financial life to rights because they didn't understand that there were other real estate strategies out there that could generate the cash to do that much more quickly how, how do you undo that once it's happened, or do you just try and get to people before they do it? All right. Well, first of all, I, I spend a good part of my life trying to get to people before they do it, but unfortunately, for the most case, it's after they do it. And uh, I, have, I have a saying, if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. And i got to tell you, there's an awful lot of people taking an awful lot of serious seminars out there in the last few years because they did real estate incorrectly, which means they went down to the bank, borrowed the money, guaranteed the debt, put up the down payment, paid retail price. I don't know which one of those is the worst of the evils, but combine them all and you've got an absolute recipe for disaster for sure. And look, you've been around a long time, so have I, and we have both lost a ton of equity in real estate in the last five years, but fortunately, we had enough sense and enough training to make sure that the cash flow got us through, and frankly, cash flow is what it's all about, Bina, and I guess that's a subject of our conversation today, because without it, I tell everybody, take care of today's cash flow needs first before you worried about building an empire, because if you can't get through the cash flow needs, the empire is never going to come. And you build it out of chaos and, and stupid decisions because you're trying to get enough money to pay the bills and buy the things you need in life. And The really good news is that it's not difficult to fix one's cash flow problems because it doesn't take very many deals a year to do that. And when you learn to do those without using your money or credit or or even walking into a bank. We don't go into banks. We don't need banks. We don't ask their permission to do anything because we don't need their money, and they don't run our lives for us. And when you can run a business like that 
where you can literally help people day in and day out. You just see some of the letters and the cards, and I mean, we we get all kinds of flowers and candy and cookies from people that we help get out of their houses and buyers to get in them. And I mean, just think of all the buyers that are out there right now that cannot go qualify for a loan. You know, only 19% of the people looking for a house can qualify right now. Mm. Well, we can help that other 81%, and so can you, and so can anybody listening if they will just take the time to learn a little bit and not try to second guess everything and and uh, listen to the people who have no clue what they're talking about, which, of course, is the human nature thing to do. Listen to anybody that's got a mouth and absorb that information, and, of course, it's usually worth pretty much what it costs. <laughs> but uh, if, if, um, if we focus on cash flow, I, you know, I, got, I can give you a couple of examples here if you, wanna, if you want me to do that to actually bring this home to our listeners because I know that they're they're thinking probably right now, well, how do I buy real estate without money, first of all? That's a bunch of baloney. And how do I buy it without credit? You know, that's not the way my friends and relatives have done it. That's not, that's not what the realtors tell me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've never heard that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only every day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people in Cincinnati Rio will go down and actually borrow money from a bank, put up a, a loan after they've been around a while and had a little training. You know, I doubt very many. And... Um, Unfortunately, a lot of them had their whole empires tumble and crash and burn on them because they just simply uh, didn't take the time to learn how to do it right. You want an example that we just did this week? Absolutely. All right. All you listeners, you might want to jot these numbers down because I think you can relate to this very easily and and probably see how you can do the same thing. Uh, Just this week alone, we lease optioned a house that's worth about $140,000. Now, let 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 me make this clear. This house needs no repairs. It is not behind on payments. They're not about to be behind on payments. Their credit is excellent. They're not ready to run out in front of a truck. They just needed somebody to get them out of the house. They had to go for whatever reasons, kind of irrelevant. So we offered to lease option their property from them and and lease it for their loan amount. They owed $118,000 on the house. And their payment, and this is the good part about this is the part that ought to light you up, their payment was only $798 a month, and that's principal, interest, taxes, and insurance on a $118,000 loan. So recap, about 140 in value, current value today, which was about a hundred and ninety or $200,000 house a few years ago, uh, owes 118 on it, has a 798 payment. So we lease optioned it from the seller with the option to buy at the loan balance at the time we cash it out sometime in the future. So we got $20,000 worth of equity in it the day we leased it. The seller was so glad to get out of it. They could care less about their equity. They just wanted debt relief. It took us two weeks to put a tenant buyer in the house. So we we leased it with the option to buy, and then we turned around and subleased it out with the option to buy. We leased it for 118 or the loan balance at the time of purchase, and then we subleased it out for 139 $139.9. And we got $10,000 non-refundable option deposit from our tenant buyer. Now, that's $10,000 that they put down. They took immediate possession of the property. It's in excellent shape. It needs nothing. And they get credit for that 10000 at some time in the future when they go down to the bank and get a loan and cash out the property. So that comes off their one forty. And it and it and so we rented it for $1,200 a month. So here's the key, and this comes back to the cash flow. If we're bringing in twelve hundred a month and we're paying out seven ninety eight, that's four hundred and two dollars a month spread. We call it that we're going to collect on every single month that that tenant buyer stays in that house, 
And, and here's the good part. All of the responsibility for the repairs passes on to the tenant buyer as a condition of their purchase. So not only did they get the option to buy it, but because they got the option, we got $10,000 down and we got relieved of any repair responsibility. So we got $10,000. It took us two weeks, Vina, two weeks from the time we met the seller from the time we met the buyer and closed it. And by the way, attorneys close these things for us. We don't do the paperwork. We let attorneys do it. And the buyer pays the attorney's fee. So we made ten grand, and we got $402 a month coming in uh, for however long they stay in that house. And in this case, I gave them a three-year term to go get it qualified. And honestly, I don't care if they ever cash me out or not. Just soon they didn't because the minute they go down to the bank and get a loan, I lose $402 a month, and the golden goose quits laying golden eggs. Mm-hmm. So... So when you ask yourself, okay, what money did that take? Absolutely none. Okay, whose credit? None. Absolutely none. No loans to go get, no repairs to do, no contractors, no costly entanglements, no delays, uh, just in and out and, and, and quick money, quick $10,000. And I know for you know, most people listening to this thing, $10,000, I mean, what, they got to work at least, what, a week or two for that <laughs> in Cincinnati? Yes, for a lot of people, for a lot of people, ten thousand dollars would solve a lot of those uh, cash flow problems that are due to I got laid off from my job for six months and had to run my credit card up to pay my bills, and mm-hmm. and now I'm barely able to make the monthly payment. And you know, Ron, sometimes I think people people come on these shows as, come come on the show as guests, and the folks who are listening, particularly in in the region here. I mean, we've got listeners all over the country but here in ohio kentucky indiana hear numbers like ten thousand dollars and they say well i'm sure that works great in florida but it doesn't work so great here (laughs) the i one 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 of the one of the guys who's sitting on the the cincinnati ria panel tomorrow night is from cleveland okay i mean you think you think cincinnati is a low price market this guy's from from cleveland okay where 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 you can't even get a hard money loan because nobody wants to you know be invested in a property in cleveland he closed a deal on Sunday, just like the one you described, and got a twelve thousand dollar option fee. So uh-huh. it, it probably it, one of my students. Probably does it. So don't don't say it. It doesn't work here, ladies and gentlemen, until you understand how it works and who these people are. Uh, we're going to go to the, the phones and take a question on line one from No, we're not Terry. If you could call back, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> so Ron. Uh, the the sandwich lease option that you just described is mm-hmm. one of the three or four different things that you recommend to people that mm-hmm. they go out and, and exercise in today's market if they need to build up cash and we all need to build up cash. Uh, let's talk about some of the other ones. What are your what are your other favorites right now? Well, um, before I get off of that, look, you know what? I'm more excited about the four hundred and two dollars a month than I am the ten thousand dollars. <laughs> just think about it. We did the job once. Now we sit back for years and collect that four hundred and two dollars a month and have nothing to do except collect rent and make and, and pay rent. Mm-hmm. That's called residual income, Vina. So one should ask, how many of those do I need to do a month before I don't have to work anymore? Just for the record. All right. Another uh uh, really cool thing that I we invented about 15 months ago is called Axe, and um, and, we, and we did that to to uh, help the folks that are over leveraged. We've got so many over leveraged houses all over the country, and and um, we do the same thing. We lease option it, but then we assign our lease option and let somebody uh, move into the house. In Ohio, we'd probably do it with a land contract, but either way, it's the same. It's the same tool. It's the same uh, process, 
And in a nutshell, we're letting owner-occupants move into beautiful houses and beautiful neighborhoods with long-term 10-year leases or 10-year terms, if it's a land contract, given plenty of time for the equity to catch back up before the tenant buyer has to go out and get a new loan. And these are so easy to sell because they got 10 years. They can move in. They are under no pressure. They have a lovely home, beautiful neighborhood, reasonable payment, and all they needed to do is, uh, is, is, is come up with enough cash to satisfy us, the investors, as the, for the assignment fee. Uh, these are taking the whole industry by storm, and they, and they make up about one-third of the total deals we do here in Jacksonville. About a third of them are, what the, are these axe deals, as we call them, which stands for Assignment of Contracts and Terms System. So that's one of the biggest cash flow generators out there right now, but still it comes down to getting a lease option deposit is what it comes down to. That's one of the, the fastest way to make money today is to get a lease option deposit from a tenant buyer who wants a home of their own, and you're making it so easy for them to get into it because they don't have to go to the bank qualify, at least not now. They've got plenty of time to clean up whatever credit issues they got or whatever debt ratio issues they got. And frankly, um, with a longer-term lease, if they never clean it up, so what? they got control of the house for years and you know, most people don't want to live in a house more than three or four years today before they're ready to move anyway, Vina. <laughs> yeah, and there's uh, when you when you when you come up here to Cincinnati on Saturday, just just let me warn you, there's going to be some mindset issues that you run into here that that I'm sure you've dealt with before. I've talked to a couple of people about this since you came to the Aria convention last fall, and. To a to a man, they have all said, "Well, you know, here here in this area, we can only collect, um, you know, two thousand up front, three thousand up front, and yet at the same time, we got folks who who literally are collecting ten. What what is the difference between the guy who quote can't get more than three and the guy who's easily getting ten? Well, there is a difference, and I would submit to you that the people that are getting the uh, two or three are probably dealing in the really low priced properties. Come on." Human nature will tell you if I'm selling a $60,000 house, I'm going to have a hard time getting a $10,000 deposit. When you learn to deal in the higher price stuff, in, in Cincinnati's case, 150, 200, 250, 300, which you've got all over the place, you'll find that uh, the more dollars you wallow in, the more stick to you. People buying a $200,000 house can uh, $10,000 about the minimum I'd let them uh, walk in the front door and take possession and control of that house with. So it starts with the product you deal with, but it also is a lot of an attitude thing. Uh, if you are, have been around a while and you have convinced yourself that that's all you're going to get out of a house, that's all you're going to get. And then, and then there's the marketing. You know, who are you attracting? Are you attracting the people with the right money? What are you doing to get them? And uh, how are you handling them after you get them? Uh, these are all things that can be taught and learned. And by the way, uh, this, that's not an Ohio thing. <laughs> that's the thing anywhere where there are low-priced houses across the country. I hear the same stuff. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's my job. Mm-hmm. My job to explode myths, uh, show the facts, and, and, and make it real for everybody so they can... You know, I don't have a hard time convincing anybody there's the money to be made in real estate. Our job, Vina, yours and mine, is to convince them that it'll work where they live and work now and work for them. And the, the best thing I can do is just show them. And by the way, I'm sending you some information for everybody that's coming. I want them to actually bring property information sheets to class real ones that they call for real sellers before I get there, and I'll work on those in class and, and create some deals for the people who attend just from the sheets that they bring. Um, you got to get that information out to all your registrants because they got to go watch a 17-minute video 
where I teach them how to fill out the property information sheet and why. And so if you can encourage them to bring them, you watch the deals flow while I'm there. Did you just give me a job, Ron? Yes, I did. Did you just delegate to me? I I, I did. (sighs) I did. All right, I'll take it. And and it doesn't pay very well either, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't need your time to public radio you know it's just something you gotta do That's I, w- right. I wonder if your listeners know how lucky they are to have you do this for them <laughs> oh i'm 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 sure they do actually i'm I'm pretty convinced they think i make a hundred thousand dollars so you're doing this but that's yeah. that's what Mike that's what Mike makes that's not that's not my that's not what I make uh-huh. the the, uh, the uh, it's time to take another break we are going to take listener questions right after the break for Mr Ron Legrand at eight seven 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 two nine six five eight or you can just send an email to askvina at gmail dot com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today, Ron Legrand, who has been kind enough to do a one-day seminar co-hosted by the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association and RIA of Greater Cincinnati coming up here on Saturday. You can get more information about that at CincinnatiRIA.com if you belong to Cincinnati RIA. If you're a non-member, one of the members of the surrounding area groups, and you'd like to come, go to oreaconvention.com, and you can see the agenda and the registration form and so on and so on. Um, Ron, I have a question here from Josh in Florence, Kentucky. Uh, he says, Ron, I'm a big follow of your, follower of yours, although I haven't seen you in a few years. Do you still recommend retailing properties as a good way to generate cash, even in today's market where only 19% of people can qualify for a loan? Well, Josh, the answer is yes and no. That's, that's a political answer, and I'm not running for any office. The answer is yes, but I don't want to make a business out of that. Uh, we are, we're doing two rehabs right now, but honestly, uh, there's no such thing as a fast rehab in retail. It's going to take months, not weeks. There are so many other things that you can do that can take days, not even weeks or months, like the one I just described, that you can get in and get out and get some cash in your pocket. So if your motivation is quick cash, the answer is absolutely not. If your motivation is getting uh, a good chunk of money out of a property and you feel like uh, renovating and and, and, uh, exiting and finding that qualified buyer, then so be it. But if you're going to do that, I would suggest that you don't do any project like that unless there's a minimum of a net profit of $30,000 in it for that process. And then when you get those checks, it doesn't, you know, all of that work you had to do doesn't seem so bad. (laughs) But but, uh, I don't want you to get hung up and do just that, because I'll tell you, they'll suck all the life and energy right out of you, and you'll keep you from making the the real money. If you have a question for Ron Legrand, you can give us a call toll-free at 877-772-9658, or you can send an email to askvina at gmail.com, as did John from New Jersey. Uh, John would like some clarification, Ron. He says, in Ron's story about the sandwich lease option he did where they sold the property to him for 118 I don't understand what the seller's motivation was. They were on time with their payments. They apparently were not in foreclosure. Why were they selling in the first place? Oh, for crying out loud, John. If you keep asking yourself why people do the things they do, you're going to go grow old and, 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 and ugly before you figure that out. Uh, in this particular case, I can tell you, that A, one of them had lost their job, B, they were moving out of town, and even though they weren't behind now, they knew they were going to have financial problems. So the real issue was debt relief, as it generally is. For whatever reason, the reason most people will gladly give away equity is debt relief. 
and we gave them that. I agreed to start making that $798 uh, payment for them. I pay them rent. They pay the payment. So work for them, work for us. Besides, now if you think about it, suppose they put the house on the market and the realtor sold it for them. They wouldn't wind up getting anything out of it anyway. So I'm, I was an easy exit for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, Marina, I just heard that Elvis Lives commercial. I just saw that show uh, last week. That was a pretty good show, in case anybody cares. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wasn't listening to the promos during the break. Oh. I was re- I was very confused about what you just said until oh. <laughs> until uh, until Mike filled me in there. Um, live stage show, pretty good. Nice. Okay. Um, okay. So, Rhonda, uh, the, the whole lease option thing, dealing with the people who need to sell and can't, and need to buy and can't. All right. So we we we, we get that. That's a big part of your business right now. But it's just one part. Right. What What about? I mean. The the world is overrun though with houses that cannot be lived in. Okay. Bank owned properties, pro- properties mm-hmm. without plumbing. What are you doing with those? Well, we buy about one of those a week from banks through realtors, and yes, you have to pay cash for those, but it's not our cash. We get the money from private investors, people like you that want to get a decent rate of return on their money. In my case, it's seven percent, and secured by a, a loan at a low loan to value ratio. In my case, fifty sixty percent, no more. And then you have two exit strategies, actually, or at least two. Uh, you're the wholesaling expert. In your case, you will wholesale them most likely before you even buy them. Am I correct? Pick up check for five thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, seven, ten, yeah. Seven, ten. Okay. Five, five's well, okay too, though. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. You know, your, your your price is getting bigger. I see you're learning over the years. Yeah, but most people do those little wholesale flips for three, four, five thousand dollars, and uh, that means you get in and get out. And you don't ever take title to it. Anybody can do those. Uh, it does require a process, and there are banks involved, and there are realtors involved. So, honestly, it's not the easiest way to make money, but it is one of the easiest. And then, of course, that's the same property that you can buy and rehab if you want, as long as you don't do them in war zones, because you will not find a qualified buyer if you're, you do them in areas where you have to dodge bullets. And you have plenty of those in Cincinnati, <laughs> as I do here in Jacksonville. Uh, and then I'll tell you what my favorite exit strategy is. This is what I do with almost every one of them, you know. I'll buy them and then lease option them out as is on my work for equity program and put tenant buyers in there and let them do the work with their money and their labor. And I don't discount them much off a retail price after it repaired. So you take a $80,000 house, I'd sell it for sixty-five to seventy as is, even if it needed fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 worth of work on it. But I lease option it. Uh, they've got to pay rent, and they've got to give me a few thousand dollars to get in it. But then I give them time to fix it, and then uh, they can go back in on, on the back end and get qualified for a loan and establish a history of making me uh, uh, payments, which helps them get qualified. And, I, we, you know, we help those folks get their credit cleaned up many times, and we help them uh, get the loan by just placing them with a good mortgage person. But, but uh, by giving them time to get in there and do the work, there's a whole subculture of people out there who be glad to do the work for a discount on the price. And I guess the real reason to do it is because we make it easy for them to buy, so it becomes very easy for us to sell them. We do at least four of those a month. Mm-hmm. Let's let's explore that one a little bit further because that is a everything old is new again. Yes, yeah. kind of strategy. That's I, I did a I did 150 deals like you were describing in the first seven or eight years of my real estate career, and then the demand uh-huh. for them kind of evaporated because everybody could get a loan. 
You know, no one, no one right. really needed to go in and fix up a house and, and get on financing. But I can't get a loan if it doesn't been fixed, though. So right, exactly. Well, yeah. and 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 now today we're back to if, yeah. if the house doesn't have plumbing, you can't qualify for a loan because the house won't qualify for a loan even if you can. Correct. And and it is it is an extremely in demand thing right now. And as as I look at houses in neighborhoods that have been sitting there vacant for two years because. They've been working their way through the long foreclosure system, and then they've been in the shadow inventory for months and months and months. Yeah, yeah. Having these folks move in and do this work and be homeowners is such a huge benefit to the neighborhood. Right. And the people are so excited about getting the opportunity. I mean, a lot, a lot of folks who haven't done this, yeah. they're like, well, I'm like forcing this bad house on people, and that is not at all what is happening. So... So give me the profile of your typical buyer in this deal. Let me give you one we just did this week, because that's the only one I can remember. That's as far back as my memory will allow me to go. (laughs) We paid uh, $29,000. In fact, we just closed on it uh, about a week ago to purchase from the bank. Paid $29,000. And that house needs $20,000 worth of work, every bit of it. And finished, it's worth about $85,000. Well, we're going to lease option that house out for about seventy to seventy-five thousand as is, and I'm not going to let anybody get in it with less than five thousand dollars out of their pocket. So I'm going to give them a discount. So, uh, by the way, the twenty-nine thousand that we paid, uh, I'm going to put a fifty-thousand-dollar private loan on it. So I, I did write the check for the twenty-nine, but I'm going to get it back when I borrow the fifty. I didn't have to write the check, Vina. I could have closed the loan and uh, the purchase at the same time, which is. As you know, most of them are done. Uh, same way everybody buys their residence. They close the loan and the purchase at the same time. So if I borrowed $50,000 on an $85,000 house from a private individual, not from a mortgage broker, but even that would work, then I've got a low loan-to-value loan. i got plenty of cash to buy it and fix it if I wanted to. But the good news is if I don't do the fixing and I let the tenant buyer do it, then I get to keep all the money that I'd normally put into the repairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, I get a monthly cash flow to cover the debt from day one because we usually have these things lease optioned out before we even close on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ready to lease option. We don't close it till after we buy it. But um, that's my favorite exit strategy. I've done. I can't even count how many of those. In fact, I stumbled on that by accident back in the back in the early '80s. I'm probably the guy that invented it before you did it. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> Yeah, you might you might have talked to my dad about it. I don't. I might have. Know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, now now uh, again, uh, folks who are listening, Ron is from Florida, and the laws regarding lease options and land contracts are different throughout the country. And uh, here in our region, we tend to have very favorable land contract forfeiture laws. Yes, we don't have yes, to. Yes, you do. <laughs> we don't yes, have to do. go through an eight month foreclosure on a land contract and. Uh, what we're finding is that that in states where that's possible, like Ohio and Indiana, um, those buyers get even more excited about being able to buy a land contract. Yep. Absolutely correct. And I can't do that in Florida because the minimum it takes me to get one back is about seven, eight months. Mm-hmm. So I lease option instead. But this is an easy adaptation of which I will be talking about on Saturday. I would much rather do it on a land contract if I lived <laughs> where you're at. And yet you're not willing to put up with the 33-degree weather, so I guess you'll just have to stay down there in Florida. That's not really cold. (laughs) I could put up up with that for 
two, maybe three days. <laughs> we need to take one final break. If you have a question for Ron Legrand, 877-772-9658 or askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Ron Legrand, known by various monikers, the godfather of real estate, the guru of gurus. Some call me Moses. Some some call you lots of things, Ron. But yeah, the yeah. <laughs> bottom line is, smart guy, lots of real estate investing experience, over 2,000 deals over the course of more than three decades. And uh, here to answer your questions at 877-772-9658 or askvina at gmail.com. Um, so got another naysayer question here via email, Ron. This one is from Marty in St. Paul. He says, Ron, is there any such thing as a market in which wholesaling doesn't work? It seems to me like we have very low inventory here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area and that properties are flying off the market at prices much higher than those at which I would need to get them to wholesale them. Well, Vina, you're not going to believe my answer on this one because Paul is correct, actually. Minneapolis is a pretty good market, and the supply of uh, bank-owned properties is way lower there than most of the country. There are still deals there, but I wouldn't want to build my whole business around wholesaling there, as I wouldn't want to do it anywhere. This is why I continue to teach, become a transaction engineer, learn all the ways to get money out of real estate, and then you will do a lot less deals and make a lot more money per deal rather than going through the business with blinders on and only trying to do one thing. I want you to understand the business in its entirety, and then you'll see opportunities. For example, I, I, I guarantee you that the, the junkers was, was all I did for the first 12, 13 years of my entire career, and it took me a long time to figure out there's a whole other world out there. <laughs> you know, I didn't understand this pretty house stuff back then, so I, you know, I can get the mindset. But you guys got to learn the business, and then you will, and then you'll see that, uh, the, frankly, the most of the money in St. Paul is in the pretty houses, not in the ugly houses. Mm-hmm. So, Paul, you're pretty darn close, actually. And and uh, and uh, it was actually Marty. Um, if, oh, if, Marty, I'm sorry. If there's no bank-owned properties on the market, perhaps you shouldn't be going after bank-owned properties. <laughs> the uh, the uh, yeah. the thing that I've discovered in a lot of these quote hot markets, you know, because I, I I've I've heard this same question from. Phoenix and Nashville and, you know, a lot of markets where there's low inventory. And yet I know people there who are who are doing seller marketing and taking those seller calls. And the folks, the folks who are not banks and can't afford to put their ugly house on the market for, you know, even 90 days to get it closed. And and the thing is, in those hot markets, you know, for sure, you got a buyer. I don't care where you live. There are other people who live there and want to sell. And when that's the case, there's plenty of avenues to make money in real estate. And by the way, that includes Canada as well as the United States. I got a ton of students in Canada doing extremely well. And I understand that this might be new to some of the listeners out there, but hey, you've got to start somewhere. And the first thing you have to do is say, hey, I'm going to learn more and just see if this is for real and if it's for me. And if you will make yourself do that, just like I did on March 12, 1982, first time I attended my first seminar, I was 35 years old, bankrupt, and clueless. But I knew I didn't want to keep doing what I was doing the rest of my life, which was fixing cars. I just decided, I'm going to go check it out. I didn't know it was going to change my life. I didn't know it was going to be a a day that I'd, I'd never forget and I'd keep looking back on. I didn't know it was going to be a day that would change hundreds of thousands of other lives either. 
but at least I had enough foresight and, and, and incentive back then to go check it out. And I, I did, and next thing you know, three weeks later, I had my first check for $3,000. So uh, all Vina and I can do is bring you guys the message. It's up to you to do whatever you want to do with it. But believe me when I tell you, I don't care where you live. There's plenty of money to be made in real estate. Mm-hmm. And and let's let's uh, let, let's go back to March twelfth, nineteen. What was it? It was eighty two bef- before I was born. Yeah, um, not really, but <laughs> I knew. <laughs> um, so I bet a lot of other people attended that seminar too. Yeah, about a hundred, as I recall. And I bet that there aren't a hundred real estate millionaires as a result of that seminar. Oh, I, so I doubt I doubt there's more than one or two besides me and maybe not that many. So what is the difference between you or anyone else who takes what they get at a seminar and runs with it and makes a bunch of money and the ninety percent of people who don't? Movement. A little bit of movement's better than a boatload of meditation. Wishing and a hoping is a horrible business strategy. You actually have to take action. Here's the really good news, guys and gals. 90% of our businesses today, mine and my students, are run with virtual assistants, which means we pay a very, very small amount of money. We pay it only for the minutes that they work, not the hours, and they do all the work for us. Add that to the technology we have today, and gosh, all the work's been taken out of the business. I mean, all of the work. My full-time business, I have one full-time guy running my business, and he has one full-time VA. That is my entire staff, period. And we do six to 12 deals per month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but everybody can hire a VA. There's there's like a sure. hundred sites where you could go and, and have literally, ha- literally have a VA hired as soon as they can check out your credit card and make sure it's for real. And a, mm-hmm. lot, a lot of people at least will tell you that they quote tried it uh-huh. <laughs> they, I, I, I tried it and it didn't work I, I, is there some uh-huh. magical difference yeah between- well first of all you got to know what you want your VA to do by the way I tried to get skinny and so far it hasn't worked either but I, I'm going to keep trying <laughs> and, and wishing and hoping and I know exactly what I need to do eat less move more <laughs> but no first, the first thing that you need a VA to do I'm going to bring a property information sheet that I've created that has changed the industry to class on Saturday. And our VAs, a VA, a VA calls the sellers that advertise they want to sell their houses for sale by owners, FISBOs, and fills those out for us and sends them to us. And it says right on the sheet whether they want a lease option or sell with owner financing. So <laughs> the VA does all the work. Now all we got to do is call them up, make an appointment, go get a simple agreement signed, and we control their house. That's it. So you can see where most of the time is done by people who are, will exchange a little bit of money for a lot of work. And, and that's the way it needs to be. Our, our job as leaders, as soon as we learn, is to uh, get other people to do most of the work just like you do, just like I do. I heard you whining a while ago because I asked you to do one simple task. I get it. I get it. Because your shoulders are like mine. They're greasy. So when the monkeys land on them, they slide right off them. <laughs> it's instant delegation. <laughs> and I get all of that. And, that's, and frankly, that's the mindset I want our listeners to get. Because until they get it, uh, until they get out of doing all the crap and start thinking like leaders and entrepreneurs and focus on the things that make the money, not all the minutiae junk work, uh, never going to get anywhere. Just swapping hours for dollars, and next thing you know, life's over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, a question here from, let's see, uh, it says it's from 
Cincy212. There's not actually a name. It's just C. Um, you going to tell everybody how to get to our seminar on Saturday? I don't remember I you am. Doing that. Yes, I okay. yes, yes, I've actually mentioned it a couple of times. Don't don't worry, Ron. I'm on, I'm on it. All right, you got me started here. I'm on a <laughs> okay. roll now. Uh, question uh, from somebody called C. Uh, how can we find out if the sandwich lease program will work in our area in Cincinnati? I thought someone said that our in our city there is a limit on how much you can receive on a lease. Correct me if this is not correct. That actually is correct. Ron, in in the city of Cincinnati, not in the county, not in the outlying cities, there Mm -hmm. is, in fact, a law that limits the amount of upfront money you can collect on a lease option. However, Mm -hmm. you've sort of already answered that question by Mm -hmm. saying that land contracts kind of work Uh the same way. Uh Uh-huh. But, I, you know, I could use that lease option for a convenient excuse not to do anything. <laughs> good, good, good point. It works for me. It worked for you. <laughs> <laughs> we just changed the piece of paper we use. Not we. We change the piece of paper our attorney uses. That's all we do. Mm-hmm. Instead of listening to all the people that tell us why we should remain broke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, good for you, C, for being up on the fact that there is such a law, but uh, there are other ways to do just about anything, and... Uh, as I said a little bit earlier, I uh, particularly on the properties that need work, I really prefer the land contract method because when you when you uh, Ron on, on a lot of our houses, we can fully amortize a land contract over ten years. It's not there's a balloon in ten years. It's in ten years, dude. You own it. Yeah. Well, if if the numbers dictate that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the cheaper houses they can pay less than rent and still own the house oh, outright in ten years. Oh, less than ten years. Hmm. You see, that's. I'm going to talk about that when I get up there. And I know we don't have time left, but one of my favorite things to do right now is buy these really cheap houses, and then um, put a tenant buyer in there, collect that monthly cash flow, but amortize them over a period of five years, not ten years, which is easy to do on these cheap ones. So five years, you got them free and clear again. You're not using your money from the beginning. You borrowed more than you need day one, so you acquired an asset, made money acquiring it, uh, make money monthly, and then it's free and clear again in five years. Um, with these deals we're getting out here right now, gosh, you guys should be out there doing about a hundred of these a year. By the way, how many houses? This is a test. I mean, how many houses can you buy per month, not using any of your own money, before you run out of money? Enough. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All right, Ron. We are out of time once again. Ron Legrand will be joining us here in Cincinnati for a seminar co-sponsored by the Ohio Real Estate Association and the Real Estate Association of Greater Cincinnati. You can go to CincinnatiRIA.com or OriaConvention.com for more information. Uh, also, don't forget tomorrow night's RIA GC meeting. It's at the usual location at the corner of Reading and Seymour. Early meeting is speed networking. Main meeting is uh, our flipping panel with folks talking about some of the exact same strategies Ron was just discussing. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Happy investing.